Welcome back to Adulthood Friends. This is the discussion-based podcast where two former childhood acquaintances, now friends, discuss the things that adverb Josh. Regretfully. Things that regretfully matter. And regretfully, that's your adverb of the week. Very on the nose. It is very on the nose. (laughs) And I'm Aya. I'm Josh. And today we're regretfully going to be talking to you about regrets. So no, who would have thought? So do you have regrets? Yeah, I regret that adverb. Yeah, (laughs) you should. Uh, What are regrets good for? And how do you deal with them? Yeah. What are some common regrets? Why do people regret things? And there's lots of things to talk about. Lots of things. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll regret by the end of this. I always regret everything we've ever talked about. So we should start with that. This should be no different. (laughs) This is basically just going to be an episode of us regretting everything we talked about on this podcast. Yeah, Yeah. just instant regret. Yeah. (laughs) Anything to add before we get into it? No, let's just get into it. And we're back. Oh, so good to be back. Mm -hmm. So Josh. Yes, Aya. Do you have any regrets? Such an easy opener for you. Yeah, let's just ask Josh the most vague question about every topic. Something about that that I never regret. It's just so. Well, let's talk about first, Aya. What is a regret? Hmm. Regret. I'm just going to tell you what I know. Yeah, how about you just. I'm going to answer my own question. How about you tell us? (laughs) Well, like, regret is the emotion of wishing one had made a different decision in the past. Right. Is there like an emotional component to it? You wish you had made a different decision. Is there? It's the emotion of wishing. Mm, okay. Okay. You'd made a different decision in the past. It's an emotion. I said regret is a feeling. It's an emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you asked me, do I ever have that feeling? Yeah. Have you ever had that feeling? No, no. I don't regret anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I thought so. I figured if there's someone with no regrets, it's Josh. You know what? Obviously, I think we all have regrets at different times. I will say this, I try very hard not to. I think about whether or not I'm going to feel regret. Mm. And I try to make decisions based on that because mm. regret's a very powerful feeling. Yeah. It's a very, it's one of the most tragic feelings, really. It involves time and the way in which we, you know, if we didn't use our time correctly, you can't go back. Yeah. That's one of the most tragic things. You can't really redo, I mean, you can redo something but not in that time. Yeah. Not in that context, exactly. It's something you can't go back and fix, even though the feeling is that you want to go back and fix it. Yeah. You could do things in the future that might, you know, have the same sort of effect and, and, you know, you can kind of learn moving forward, but, you know, you can never go back. I mean, not yet. I'd I'd love to be able to go back in time and fix some things. But you would have had (laughs) to live, you would have had to have already lived through it to know to go back and fix it anyways. Interesting. Yeah. So we need some time travel involved here. I mean, I have a lot of regrets about how I handled things as a kid. We've talked before about how I was, uh, I like to spout my mouth a lot when I was a kid. Spout your mouth? Don't focus on my words. (laughs) No, I've never heard that before. I'm curious. I I would Mm. I'm probably mixing idioms again or something. I like it. No, it's a it's a good one. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I have it. regrets Spelt about how mouth. I phrase things all the time. They come out they're much <laughs> nicer inside Spelt my head. My mouth. I like spout my mouth. I like to spout my mouth. The more you say a phrase, the more it sounds you notice that? Like the sound of it starts to you start to focus on the sound. It becomes a sound instead of a word. There's a name for this. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I said this before. Semantic satiation. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's the psychological phenomenon wherein the repetition of a word, whether it's visual or oral, causes it to lose its meaning for the viewer listener and makes it seem like it's just a meaningless sound. Yeah, so spout my mouth now has no meaning to me anymore. Is it satiation or satiation? Satiation. Satiation. Okay, I said it right the first time. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the word for it. That was an important aside. Everybody now knows. Now everyone knows. Semantic satiation. (laughs) Interesting. Say that five times fast. Semantic satiation. It's lost all meaning. Yeah, semantic Okay. (laughs) Of course, it's one of those cases where the thing that it's called easily falls victim to that thing itself. To what it's describing. So semantic satiation easily loses its meaning. It's the sound. Yeah. (laughs) What were we talking about? Okay, Josh, this isn't a podcast about words. So one of the things you said while you were talking about your regrets before you said spout my mouth is uh, that you use your regrets in a way to inform your future decisions. You kind of you did suggest that you said I make I consider them when I'm making decisions so that I won't repeat them. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the idea. Yeah, you're making them useful for you. Yeah. So obviously, you know, when I was a kid and I would make these I, I make these mistakes, but like the way that I was not to victim blame myself necessarily, but no, let's victim blame. Let's victim blame myself a little bit. You know, I did get bullied and I did get picked on a lot, and you know that's not cool on the people who did that. But I, the way that I was, didn't help. You know, and then my my personality, the way that I could be very self-focused or couldn't take a joke. So I have a lot of regrets about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did hopefully learn from that. And I can never go back and have a better elementary and high school life no. by doing and that's that's a regret. But it's hopefully made me a more well-rounded person today because I've learned from that, I hope, or at least I've tried to, I'm more aware, Mm. there's more self-awareness. So I'm happy that that happened. Although sometimes what happens when we have regrets, we overdo it for the future and we go too far in the other direction. So it's also something to be aware of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, let me throw this back at you. Do you have any regrets? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you want to study this a bit. (laughs) Before I get into that, how about we... How about I introduce, I mean, I'm not really introducing it because it's someone else's idea, but the idea of different types of regrets, and then we can kind of go from there. Does that sound okay? You want to you, Josh? I see. You don't, you're just using me as a way to. Well, you introduced it, and now people are thinking, what am I regretting? And then we're going to talk about. Oh, the... I see here. Yeah, no, I'm like diving into my past emotionally, and you're like, yeah. I'm giving an essay right now, Josh. You're just a part of it. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's define our terms some more. Let's define this a little what are better. The different types so of regrets. What kind of regrets might you have? This is based on Daniel Pink's book, The Power of Regret how looking backward moves us forward. And it's a 2022 book. It's being published now. You read this. I did not read it yet. No, it just, it was just released this month. Oh, okay. But I looked, so I looked into it and I kind of reviewed the parts of it that were available online, just like through Amazon, you know how you can preview a book. Yeah. So I reviewed that quickly and I listened to his Ted talk about regrets in preparation for this. So is that what you did? Did you listen to it in preparation for this? Yeah. I mean, I only got through the first part where he's describing it. He also talks to the audience and I didn't get to, Oh, I didn't get to that part yet, but. Uh, We're so professional. Look at this. You make us so professional, Aya, preparing <laughs> for our topics. Oh, yeah. I've got notes and everything. Are you a professor or something? Well, Dr. Ishai? Yeah. I don't know. Some people think. Your students certainly think so. I think they're confused <laughs> because a lot of the people who are teaching, you know what? I don't, I don't feel like talking about that. Okay. <laughs> Josh. Okay. <laughs> Four types of regret. Okay, so in this book, Daniel Pink talks about four types or four categories in the deep structure of regret. So it's kind of a structural definition. The first 
is foundation regrets. So those are things like, if only I had done the work, if only I had studied more in school, if only I had saved more money, or if only I had studied this instrument every day, then now things would be better, right? So those are foundation regrets. Second, boldness regrets. So if only I had taken that chance, if only I had talked to that person, if only I had asked that person out, if only I had gone and done that thing that I was afraid of. And I see you typing, which means that that triggered some memory in you. No, I'm actually trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what these are. So I'm writing down foundation. Oh, boldness. Foundation regrets, (laughs) boldness regrets. The third one, moral regrets. So if only I had done the right thing. So maybe you stole a chocolate bar from the convenience store and it's, you know, weighing on you or something worse (laughs) than that. And the last one, fourth one is connection regrets. So if only I had reached out. So regretting a lost connection or a lack of connection, right? Maybe like what we were talking about with losing friends, for example, in episode three, we talked about why you lose friends. And, you know, sometimes you just lose contacts because you're- Episode three? Yeah. Where are we at right now? 43. So 40 episodes ago. Oh my God. That's so crazy. I've talked to you way too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if only I had reached out. So that's more, you know, those connections where maybe people just drift apart and yeah. That's interesting. So this is a, this is dividing regrets into four sort of types of regrets. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I looked it up, I saw regrets divided into two general divisions, right? Yeah. And what were those? And that was a lot simpler than this. And probably, I mean, it's probably easier to remember this, Mm -hmm. these two, but regrets based on action mm-hmm. and regrets by inaction yeah so regretting doing something and regretting not doing something that to me is easier to remember yeah and i mean that's another good way to look at it but this is like this is a little different this is a much more specific yeah. these are categories i think this one tells you more so what the author did was got a ton of information from people and reviewed those and then s- sorted them into categories and mm. realized that there were you know four main categories where people the types of regrets that people were feeling. As you can probably tell by the title of his book, the idea is that regrets can be useful to us and they're important because they tell us what we value in life. So in action and action is helpful for thinking, oh, that's the kind of regret. It's I regret that I did that or I regret that I didn't do that. But these categories, foundation regrets, boldness regrets, moral regrets, and connection regrets tells you what people in general value in life, what they, you know, they value having friends, they value having done that hard work for something or having done that thing that was scary. Yeah. That's really useful to look at it that way because I was having trouble thinking about my own regrets and thinking, I don't, in some ways, I feel like I don't have regrets in certain areas because I feel like I'm really on top of not wanting to. And then I'm like, but I do have it in these other areas. And I realized it's probably, I'm worse in some of those categories than others. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I also realized it's much better to have regrets that are immediate regrets. It's better to learn from like immediate regrets than to have like lifelong regrets. Mm. Those are the worst. Like the foundation regrets, it's kind of a hard one to. So what, give me an example of a foundation one again so some of the ones i saw were like if only i had invested money earlier if only i had worked hard or if only i hadn't partied all through school and gotten terrible marks so these are the long-term ones kind of long-term ones things that took many little steps that set our foundation for who we became kind of a thing exactly exactly gotcha gotcha and boldness is like taking certain chances Mm-hmm. that we didn't take. Well, those can also be foundation regrets though, can't they? They could. Yeah. I don't think it's, 
like any category it's not like it's this is only this and this is only that it's just you know generally yeah yeah. you know dating somebody then the connection one can also be a foundation regret depending on Mm. what it led to or didn't lead to right yeah yeah and again I haven't read this book so I'm sure he goes into more detail (laughs) about all of them but yeah I mean I think we can get a sense of it even just from a basic yeah if only I hadn't done this or if only I had done this kind of gives you a sense of it yeah right so can you think of certain ones of those for yourself sure yeah so that's why I wanted to do that at first <laughs> I think I have a lot of boldness regrets and I actually really I think part of the reason I also I mean we talked about this before but part of the reason I suggested this as our topic today was because I've been waking up in the middle of the night or and my brain just starts doing this whole what if I had done this why didn't I do this if only I'd done this regret for <laughs> regrets just full of regrets and I was googling like how do you deal with regret and what are these good for and my main regret has been that I didn't engage more with people when I was in undergrad, that I didn't kind of put myself out there and go to parties. That and- sounds like a foundational regret in many ways. Okay, maybe I'm having trouble. Different. So just to differentiate yeah. again, foundation, boldness, moral regrets, yeah. and connection regrets. Yeah. Connection ones seem pretty obvious to me. Moral seem pretty obviously. To me, this seems more like a boldness or connection regret. I mean, let's not get too lost in the details of that. Because yeah, you could say it's a foundation regret because I'm regretting that I didn't do this thing over a longer period of time and that I don't have, you know, those because people have these like groups of university friends. And I never really I never really had that until grad school. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about this before, but I also, you know, remember all those parties you invited me to that I never went to? Like, why didn't I go yeah. to that? So to me, it's a boldness regret because I remember the way that I thought about these things. And it was like, oh, it's probably not going to be any good. I don't like people. People hate me too. And it's just going to suck. And I'm just going to stay home. But really like it was more of a hesitancy on my part, or even the fact that I didn't live with other people when I was younger. Like that's an experience I didn't really have. Mm. Or that I didn't do an exchange abroad. To me, that's definitely a boldness regret because I Mm. I planned. I remember going through the planning of going to Costa Rica or Spain and like, okay, wait, can I re-say that? I'm going to say Costa Rica like that because it sounds... It's so annoying when someone's like speaking one language and then goes like in like for one word. <laughs> I mean, it depends. It's a little bit annoying. There's a fine line between being respectful and yeah. trying too hard. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I had these plans and I remember always I would let someone convince me out of them. And it's not those people's fault. I should have just said, oh, well, I'm doing it. And I don't care that you think it's dangerous or I don't care that you think I, I, I should have just pushed through and done those things or gone to a different university for undergrad. Why did I go to Western? Why did I go where I didn't want to go just because I was told to like, it doesn't make sense. I could have made my own decision. So I have a lot of regrets about like just staying in the same place and doing the same thing and not making it taking any risks socially or in terms of mm. going other places a little bit more. Yeah. So for you, that's boldness slash connection regrets. You know what? I'd say it's it's more boldness than anything. Yeah, boldness. Because the okay. re- the connection, it's only now I wish I had. Yeah, I wish that in the past I had been better about valuing friendships and things. Like I I have great friends right now, and like I've said, I think I have a. <laughs> I'm happy with like a small number. But maybe it would have been nice if I had like a university group of friends. You know, a lot of people seem to have that and I I missed out. And you did have like high school and elementary school groups of friends. I did. Yeah. Well, more high school, like elementary school. What was our group? Like our class? I don't know, but I saw you at like the top of it. Yeah, I know you always <laughs> say that, but it didn't necessarily feel that way. But I don't know. I just regret not pushing and, and being like you did it. You you were so good at that. But here's the interesting thing is it's like flipped a little for me. Yeah, I didn't have 
until I met Roman and became like, we were like best of friends in high school. He wasn't in my high school. He was in another high school. Mm-hmm. That kickstarted like how I prioritized friendships. Yeah. It was magical for me. It was something I realized this is the best thing in the world to have a friendship like this. I started to realize other people didn't have friendships that strong. And I was like, I don't know much, but I know people need to prioritize this shit. <laughs> this yeah. is like, it was such a stability. And I remember you saying that. Yeah. yeah. But it depends. Yeah. I'm not just a friend. A lot of people have friends, but it, you know, it got to be the right connection. Right. But the truth is I didn't have good friend groups I didn't know what I didn't know, though. Let's be honest. I didn't realize until later I didn't have that in elementary school until later in high school. Now I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good at that. And any friend group to me is still built of smaller partnerships and groups. I, I actually think it's a really good thing to make friends with each individual person in a friend group mm. outside of the group itself. Otherwise, you get these groups, mm. but nobody is close on in their own kind of a thing. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Like people yeah. are in friend groups, but... They all meet together. But when you're all together, you don't really get a chance to have those one-on-ones and really bond. Mm -hmm. So I've always found it's good to have that one-on-one bonding with each other and then come together. And we all, everybody kind of has a special connection with each other individually. Mm -hmm. And that makes the friendship group stronger. But I learned that from, you know, a little bit of my regrets, not having that when I was younger. So we do learn like we talked about from our regrets. Yeah, but it's too late for this one. You learned in good time. You learned at the right time. It's so interesting you say that. Is it the right time? But to me, it feels like I learned too late. Like I... I never got to experience school friend groups in the same way that you and others did. You know, we all... It depends. But those don't last the same way that... I don't know. I don't know if those last the same way that the the one... Like, I feel like people who meet in university, those are their longtime friends. And I also can acknowledge that lots of people don't go to university or don't, you know, even have that chance. But I had that chance. Why didn't I use it, you know? You said you regretted not going to a different university. I also, you know, I wanted to go to... Um, I wanted to do acting at first, yeah. you know, coming out of drama oh, class and I didn't know that. high school. Yeah, well, I got into York oh, okay. uh, University for acting. There was like two steps to it. And I mm. went through the first step. I probably could have gotten through the second one. And I got to that first step. And my dad actually went to York for something totally different. Yeah. It's in Toronto. And when he heard that, he really highly pressured me to go to Western instead. Yeah. I ultimately caved and I didn't even submit that second round of stuff I was supposed to submit. Mm. And I ended up going, I got into and I ended up going to Western for you know psychology and ultimately neuroscience I had a regret for a little bit about not pursuing acting at York it was a passion yeah but you know one way or another I found <laughs> my passion found me you could say yeah and I ended up doing acting and then directing and writing and now I went to film school yeah but again partially because of that regret of realizing when I didn't take that opportunity when I had it mm-hmm. I learned and hopefully not too late You know, so when the opportunity came around to, you know, apply for grad schools, I went for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I have I have regrets about not doing certain things. But like we said, it teaches us about what to do. It should teach us. We should learn from our regrets sooner than later is what I would say. Well, see, yeah, you did a good job of learning sooner. I think I part of me is like, why didn't I do it then? Why didn't I do it then? You know, like, whereas you I think you did a good job of realizing quickly or even like you made the most of going to Western. So I have a similar it's not the same, but like I applied to U of T and I got in. And I wanted to go there. And I was told, no, you're staying in London. But like my older brother went to a different university. He he kind of just said, oh, well, I'm going to just do it. And he went to a different city. But for whatever reason, I listened to my parents and I stayed. Like me. But I didn't stay and say, I'm going to make the best of a situation. I stayed and I said, well, I wasn't allowed to do what I want. So I'm going to just whatever, do fuck all and kind of oh. do a shitty job of it. You know what I mean? I, I, I doubt that's what you did. I don't think you. 
I don't know if that's what you, you didn't really give up, did you? I mean, you, maybe you didn't I did. fully pursue. I didn't even go to O Week, which is like a thing where oh. apparently people meet each other. Yeah, orientation week. Yeah, sorry, the orientation week. I have good memories of O Week. I made some friends. Everyone does. Everyone but me because I refused to go. I made friends from O Week that I'm friends with till today. Oh my God, I hate you so much right now. This is what everyone tells me. One of these O Week friends, I just went, when I came back to Canada recently, I just realized I was uh, hanging out with my girlfriend and uh, my friend Vera. We should get her on sometime. I hate you so much right now, Josh. This is what I'm telling you. She uh, and I we were like, oh, my God, we met at O-Week. Exactly. This is where it, we didn't even remember that's how we met. <laughs> and then we had those big dance. There was like a big dancing there in the foam. They had like I foam. Don't, I don't know. I didn't do any of this. This is terrible. I mean, I'm, I'm like making you're so mean worse. right now. Yeah, I'm making your regrets worse. This would be like me saying, yeah, you know what? Elementary school so fun like we no. had the best time making fun of josh no, I'm just kidding. that's much worse you know what i know but i mean i'm saying this kind of as a joke knowing that you know i'm joking about it mm -hmm. but the truth is the more we do feel bad about our what we missed out on what we didn't do the more it does push us to make changes but it's too right maybe now it's not too late i've missed it like what am i supposed you what missed is not that. going to any of that stuff going to teach me now lots like there are no like what 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 would you recommend okay well specifically what is something you missed out on that you wish you could do. I feel like I'm being very combative right now. Combative? Doing all those stupid things as a combative. Did I say combative? Okay, if you want to do a week again. I don't. No. You can't really do that. Maybe you should become a professor and stay in school then and have oh another chance. Oh my God. At, oh, no, look. but everyone's <laughs> over it. All my stupid you friends are, are like old and married and having babies old. and shit. Like How old do you think we are? <laughs> We're not at that We're point in our life to have full that regrets. That's... Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm now I'm just getting I, I look, I'm saying this, but there are things, of course, we can't go back in time. Like I always wanted to go traveling to certain places in my 20s. Yeah, me too. Right. And I did do some traveling very happy with the stuff I did do. I went to China, I went to Paris, but I wanted to do more. And I kept, you know, you kept thinking maybe next year, maybe next year. And now with the pandemic, it's pushed a couple more years on a Euro trip I wanted to do. I'm in my 30s. I can never travel in my 20s again. Mm -hmm. That was it's gone. I can't and let's be honest, every decade that you do traveling in, it's different. Like you're expected to be stupid when you're younger and it's okay. Exactly. You can go do stupid traveling things. I don't know, go out grinding and I don't know. What is grinding? <laughs> what do you mean? You're so old. You don't know what grinding is? Like, is it da like dancing? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I've heard that before. You know, yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. like, kind of like. All right. I think you're old for using that word. I don't think. The, what? I don't think the kids these <laughs> days are using that word. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Where's the kids? Whatever. That was, it's even worse. That's what I'm talking about though. That sucks. Mm. <laughs> Nowadays, it's like, okay, you could still have some fun when you're in your 30s, but you're expected to be less of an idiot. Yeah. You got to be mature. Yeah, you're yeah. an adult now. And then when you're yeah. when you're in your 60s, then you can like sit on a porch somewhere and drink wine watching all the kids do stupid shit. That's the kind of traveling it is at that age, right? So I can never travel in my 20s again. And I regret not doing more of that. But that's pushed me now to think, wow, I got to I got to do as much as I can now in my 30s before these are gone. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it because another one that I have is like exactly what you're saying, not having traveled when I was younger and when you're kind of expected to do those silly things because I don't know, I always took myself a little bit, maybe a little too seriously in some ways. Like I did some stupid things, but not the kind, like not those. Do you wish you did stupider things when you were younger? I wish I did stupider we, things. I kind of have that too. I wish I like, yeah. You ever say no to doing something stupid and everyone's like, I oh, good for say, you. Yeah. But then you get older, like I wish I did that stupid thing. I wish I did try yeah. it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
drop acid. Uh, Sorry. I mean, that that one's never too late, Josh. I know, but it's going to be different now, right? Now I'm just going to experience the worst fears of my regrets <laughs> when I drop acid in a way yeah. that I wouldn't have yeah, in my probably. 20s. That's funny. You know? So I have a solution for our regrets. So we're going to go to Europe, like as if we're in our 20s, sleeping <laughs> in shitty hostels and do so much acid. <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm just kidding. If my mother's listening to this, joking. <laughs> Are you though? But yeah, and also like, so I mean, I'm planning a Euro trip right now. I was also, you know that I had one planned. Oh yeah. I mean, and I was supposed, pandemic- I was going to go, me too. I was going to go uh, right after I finished my degree. Like uh, my mom even gave me like a, like some help and I was planning to do like the Camino de Santiago and I was like, can I uh, go? Yeah. You know what I did instead? What? Podcast. Oh yeah. I guess this is okay. It's a different kind of journey. <laughs> we just talk about those things. <laughs> I feel like whenever I go, whenever I'm planning now, it's like, oh, we're in our thirties. We have to do this the way that adults do it. Not the way that stupid kids do it. I, you know, I'm traveling with people who say, oh, I already did that kids thing. I didn't. Can I do, I want to, I want to do it yeah. just because you already lived. Doesn't mean I didn't. I want to make dumb mistakes in relationships. Yeah. And- well, that I, oh, I, I'm good with that. I did no. plenty of dumb mistakes. That's fine. I think I, I've already, yeah. It depends, right? Everyone's got these crazy stories. Don't you like to be when you're in a group of people and everyone goes and talks about all the crazy shit they did? Yeah. You feel a little left out when you didn't do some of that stuff. Isn't I didn't it weird do any. to regret not yeah. making mistakes? It is weird. It's weird, right? Like you yeah. being a mature, sensible person <laughs> makes you a little more boring and that sucks. I know. Well, like people do a lot of, I don't want to glorify like binge drinking. I don't, I I have no stomach for it. Like I can barely. I did when I was younger. I did a bunch of that. I know. And I've heard your stories and they're very funny. And I great stories. I always stop myself from drinking very much. Like I can't. And if I do drink like to my maximum, I, this is way too much information. I don't know. I'm sure. No, no. By the way, I feel that way now. Like now I can't drink. I always felt that way. If I had more than. Uh, like if I did get drunk, I always threw it up. That's so gross. But like, you're like a tiny person. I've never had a hangover. That's how little I've ever. Congratulations. Like, thank you. But doesn't that mean that I've missed out on something? I guess so. Okay. I wish you felt the pain we all have, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I woke up with a headache and I was like, maybe this is a hangover. And like, I mean, I hadn't been drinking. I was just like tired or something, but it was just like, no, it's not. What are you saying? <laughs> if you were a hangover, you'd know. But I, I I feel like I missed out. You wish you were a little more wild in your younger years. I wish I were a little bit of a dum-dum because like now, and I always look down on those people, like, look at these idiots. Like they don't understand what it's like, what kind of human beings are these? But now I'm like, I'm too old to be that stupid. Yeah. That's how I feel. Do you ever walk by, I mean, you're, you work at a university, right? Sure do. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but when I walk by universities and I see like 19, 20 year olds mm-hmm. being dumb yeah, or not even then if they're, I'm out, you know, by the bars and I see all these dumb 20 year olds being dumb. And one part of me is like, judging them like ugh, these idiots yeah. i'm talking about when they're being idiots you just hear them and see them doing stupid things another part of me is like wishing i was that stupid again because that was yeah. fun it's fun to be that blissfully unaware for sure so you've got the that stupid again i wish i had been that stupid i never did it i always just thought they were stupid i was more judgmental but i wish i was stupider at times I was stupid, but I wasn't as stupid as some other. I mean, there's a spectrum yeah. of stupid, right? I, For sure. I don't know. I have my stories. but You were medium stupid. I, I don't know. I still did fine in school. I don't know what to say. Yeah, no, good for you. No, and I think that's, I don't wish that I was like an alcoholic dropout. I'm just saying like, I wish I had gone out sometimes. I remember saying no all the time because I was like, those people are just idiots. I always see them lining up for these stupid bars looking like, I don't know what else, what other words to use, but just like, why 
what are you doing? What are these people doing? And I just didn't want to be one of them. And I still don't want to be like that. Logically. Yeah, but I want to have been a little bit, I want to have taken myself less seriously as a young adult because that was the time. Yeah. And now I'm an adult and I should probably take myself more seriously. You know, a lot of those people though, I mean, all they do is they start making up for it later. So now you just got to go wild in your thirties, I guess. Well, I don't want to be one of those people too. Like, oh, I didn't, well, I guess maybe that's better than being 40 and being like, uh, I missed out. When people talk about drugs, alcohol, and, you know, it does kind of make, in a sense, you come off dumber to everybody around you. It's kind of like when you see somebody who's drunk and you go, ugh, but then when you get drunk, suddenly you're on their wavelength and you can have fun with them instead of you're outside yeah. of their fun. Well, see, that's the problem. Right? I never drank. So I was just like, yeah. these people are idiots. <laughs> I, when I see people who are drunk around me, I feel smarter than everybody around me, but I don't like that feeling. I'd rather No, it's be not as- fun. I want to be as dumb as them. So yeah, when you do drink like that and stuff, one of the good things you could say is that it lowers your inhibitions. It kind of lets you live in the moment a little bit instead of analyzing everything too much. Mm-hmm. I don't analyze anything ever. So it's like, yeah, of course. No, it's not a problem. You don't do that. But I have. <laughs> no, you and I both are like that, actually. So wait, yeah, I have had some memorable experiences when I let myself do that. Mm. I have no idea if I did it too much or not enough. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. But as we do get older, we are expected to be more mature and be more analytical. And yes, that makes us better people. But for living in the moment, I mean, mm. I feel like that gets a little harder to do as we get older and we may have regrets about not doing it as much when we were younger. Yeah. And I mean, I guess we're not too old to still be a little bit stupid. So maybe the lesson I'll take from that. That's is, what I'm saying. Yeah. What are we like six, just, 70, 80 years I know, old? Like, but it's also just like these past few years of pandemic. Like I was, you know, so focused on like finishing my stupid PhD. And then I was like, after that, you know, I'm going to have a, some time off and I'm going to go crazy a little bit and let off some steam, but I didn't get to have that. And now I'm what? 33. Ew. It's too late. You and me both. Jesus was already dead at this point. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> He'd already lived his whole life as a savior. Didn't he come back for like three days later or something? I don't know. I, yeah, I guess so. But I don't know. I don't know how far into his 33rd year he came back or like, how long did he come back for though? You're asking the wrong Jew. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? <laughs> let's talk about oh, Jesus. How did we... <laughs> let's, let's talk about Jesus. What is Jesus in your life? How is he? Do you remember? Actually, this came up yesterday. I was talking to some people. I was trying to describe to them where our old elementary school was. Uh-huh. And I said, you know, the Jesus statue? and I made like the because you know how it's there is that kind of big statue that's on the side of one of the King's University buildings yeah just down the street from our old Jewish elementary school and I remember driving past it all the time being like who's that what is that why is that person like now that's in our school now we've sold it to them so now there's the big GCC thing inside or big cross wait that statue they moved inside no the statue's still there not the statue but there's still a big cross with like Jesus on it I think yeah right in the front doors of our old Jewish school yeah yeah, I mean that they bought it. So what can you say? Yeah, I know. I know. I wish I had seen that. Build. That's another regret. I wish I had seen that building before they did what they did to it because they just they completely that. renovated it. And like that, you know how deeply embedded that building is in our minds. Like I still remember the pale blue chipped paints on that like crooked staircase yeah. leading yeah. up to the office. Yeah. Uh, and there's all those things like that. And I just... You know, I wish I could go, but that's silly. It's interesting. Yeah, it's a lesson for us that things are not permanent. Mm -hmm. And if you keep waiting, eventually you'll have waited too long. Yeah. You know, and that should be a lesson for us to not diddle daddle, diddle daddle. What's the what's the phrase? Diddle doddle. I don't don't know anymore. You've you've... semantic satiated. (laughs) (laughs) All these. Yeah, you semantically satiated all of our. (laughs) 
Diddle doddle. Dilly daddle. Dilly dilly dally. We're close. Dilly dally. Dilly dallying. Dilly dally. Dilly dallying. I think that's it. Oh my God. All these are just sounds to me. (laughs) (laughs) All words are sounds. Is there anything that you are proud of that you didn't regret that you did something maybe that you've learned from past regrets that has altered how you are now or something that you've done? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. I have to think. Can you repeat the question, please? (laughs) Are there things that you don't regret because you've learned from the past things that you've actually went and done like negative things in a way? No, no, no. Things that you've done positively that you're like, aha, I could have had some regrets here, but I actually was bold enough. Maybe it's a boldness thing. Maybe it's a foundational thing. Like I have a lot of foundational regrets about financial choices. Mm, yeah. I didn't make certain savings accounts and I don't have regrets that I went and like spent on my friends. Like I would often go to restaurants and just buy everybody's meals. And that's one of the reasons I don't have money now. And <laughs> you I don't... still do that. You were here and you insisted on buying us pad thai. And I was like, why are you doing this? I know you have no money what are you doing josh it's very sweet did i succeed though i think you did i pay also, for it i can't i don't I can't think remember. so i think you might have i think you paid for it i don't know i remember at least last time you paid like a few years ago when we had the first time we had pad thai you definitely paid the problem is i see that as who i am like i like yeah i identified as a person who does that that's nice but then when you run out of money that gets challenged <laughs> so uh, uh, <laughs> you know i don't regret that yeah. but i have some financial regrets and mm. how i would save money or things i would spend on mm especially if it was just personal things. I do believe in having experiences of the moment. You know, it's easy to just keep thinking, save, 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 save for the future, money experiences. Yeah. And then you can't do those experiences at a time anymore, like we were saying. Yeah. So right now, one of the huge things I love to do is go to escape rooms. Mm. I love doing escape rooms because they're so experiential. Like they're, Mm. you do them once with a group of friends, but it's such an experience. Like I'm going to remember this forever. Theater is like that for me, Mm. both making theater and watching theater. Mm. It's very experiential. It's very of the moment. It's not an artifact, like even a movie. You can see a movie and have an interesting experience, but then you can kind of like watch it again or own it. Yeah. With theater, it's very of the moment. Escape room is only there. Yeah. That's one of the, I used to say that, you know, when working in theater and film, film is more rewarding in a way, Hmm. but theater is more exhilarating. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that experiential of the momentness. Yeah. So I don't know. Personally, I'm all about not having things to regret. Mm-hmm. So if I can, like when I went to Paris, I just freaking did it. You know, yeah. when I went to China, it's like, screw it, let's go to China. And then I thought, let's make a movie in China. Let's make a movie in Paris. I've made a lot of movies, as we've talked about, you know, I've got like 40 short films. Mm-hmm. And that is quite a lot. Yeah. And each one of those is so freaking difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Like I stress out, like you wouldn't believe you'd, you'd imagine it would make me go maybe not again for a while. Yeah. But I keep thinking like, if not now, when? That's great. Like yeah. just getting those things going. And I never have a regret about making those movies because I actually have to learn from how I felt in the past mm-hmm. about doing that. And I have to get uncomfortable. And I realized that a big problem for people is that comfort issue. They want to be comfortable. Yeah. Not doing scary, anxiety-inducing things is comfortable. But I often think that comfort is the enemy of happiness. I think that's a good, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, some comfort is good, but... I mean, I don't believe that we should never be comfortable. I believe that comfort is a good reward. It's a good break. We need to listen to our bodies and, you know, mental health at times. But... When we're good to go, like get uncomfortable, go out there and have experiences. Like some of people's favorite experiences, apparently when they go do things that scare them, mm-hmm. it was scary to jump out of that plane. It was scary to go bungee jumping or yeah. doing that sport. 
I don't know. These are all the typical ones people say, but those are some of the best experiences in their lives. Hmm. That should tell you something, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I listen to that and I try so hard to, I have a rule for myself that every single day I have to feel like it was a worthwhile experience unto itself. Hmm. It's not just a step towards another day. Hmm. You know, I want to go to bed having felt that that day was a good day unto itself. And what does that take for you? Uh, It could take many forms depending on what that day is. Like if I'm doing a bunch of work, great. But before I go to bed that night, I have to have had an experience that day where it was whether it was I watched a great movie and a conversation about it, mm. or a show, or I went and had a great social interaction by going out to dinner with some friends, whether I had a nice hour long phone call with a friend and caught up, mm. that was a worthwhile mm. experience unto itself. That's a great way of looking at things. Yeah, I want to go to bed feeling that way every single day. Mm. I mean, it, I don't always succeed. But that's my goal. Anyway, I talked a bunch now to give you time to answer this question. <laughs> I still can't think of anything. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was like, oh, he's giving me time. You know, it's not that I don't, it's not that I'm not happy about the things that I've done, but it's just like, I don't know that that was better than any other thing necessarily. Like I have one for you. Oh, great. Please tell me. Maybe I'm wrong, but for a long time, I think you wanted to know what it was like to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. I did. And then, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, maybe that this is a simple one, but like, isn't that an example yeah. of that where you went and did it? You know what that is? Cause I was kind of a, like, I still am kind of afraid every time we record, like, oh, what am I going to say? Oh, who's going to listen yeah. to this? What are they going to think of me? Like me doing my movies every single time. Yeah. And often I don't feel like it. Like a lot of the time I don't feel like it. And I mean, you started doing the um, editing, editing, which has <laughs> helped a lot. But, you know, some aspects of this process are tiring and they're, it's a lot. And sometimes I think, oh, is this the best use of my time? I always am trying to optimize things. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, especially, I was scared of like putting myself out there like that. But, you know, you have done a good job of reminding me like, oh, this is out there now. People are listening to this. They're t- and I mean, people message you with their praise and they'll say things like, oh, I really connected with that thing that you guys were talking about or this really hell, was something I'm dealing with too. So that helps me. And I mean, that makes it worthwhile and just having it having something out there that I think does even though I don't agree with everything I've said in the past sometimes I'm like I can't believe I said that or that's definitely not true or I definitely don't think that anymore but I still think it is kind of like having a part of us sort of out there in the world yeah so immortalizing yeah like if someone wanted to know us well they could listen and I think they would get a good idea of the kind of people we are and it's nice to feel known and understood yeah and if that's what this podcast does then it's definitely not a regret yeah no that was the one that was kind of coming to mind and I was like that's stupid I'm not going to say that one but yeah no you're right that's a good one so this podcast so funny Pierce Zafman was just calling me right now as oh. we were doing this, and my whole thing just lit up okay since he tried to <laughs> call you I do remember in one of our episodes I think maybe it was moving part two where we had Pierce on as a guest and he said he has no regrets because all of the decisions he made brought him here. And that's great. That's a, yeah. that's like the sign of someone who is either someone who's deluding themselves, which I don't think is what he's doing, or someone who's kind of optimized their regrets and learned from them. Optimizing your regrets. I kind of like that. Yeah. I probably absorbed that from one of the articles I was reading, but yeah, like they've <laughs> gone through and worked through them and like kind of what we just did together, but maybe they did it in their heads more successfully than I was trying to at 4am every morning. But uh yeah. I mean, we talked about this before, but 
when you have something that, you know, we talked about it in terms of not having control. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it in the control episode. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had things that we didn't have control over, mm-hmm. we can then do something else that we do have control over mm-hmm. in the name of that, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And you basically, you know, that whole things happen for a reason thing. Well, you can make things happen for a reason. Oh, like when you were talking about when you lost your passport and. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up not being able to go to China at that time. And I ended up yeah. writing a movie I otherwise wouldn't have. And yeah, it ended up doing a lot of great things that led to a lot of great things. Yeah. You know, I think about what Pierce had said right there. Mm. It led you to where you are now. Yes. But I think you can make that happen. And I think this is the important integral part here. You can just say it led you to, but you have choices. Yeah. Right. And if there's something that you regret, good, use that. That's fuel. Mm. That's fuel to be bold now. That's fuel to make that connection that you didn't make before. You know, some people that's romantic. A lot of people have uh, romantic regrets. I don't know about you. We're both in relationships. We're happy. Yeah. But what I mean is there were times in... (sighs) Even in the moment, like, I don't know, back in high school or whatever, where you, you didn't take your shot, you didn't, you had a chance to, I don't know about you. I have the opposite regret. Yeah, I regret. Okay, well, I don't want to, I don't want to regret dating the people I dated, but I do a little bit sometimes. It's like, why did I cave <laughs> to the pressure of like, just because the person asks so many times doesn't mean you need to go out with them or like, oh. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't really have like a, oh, if only I had approached them, but Actually, some of the things I was reading, it says like for men, a lot of the time it's what they oh, I wish do. I had. Yeah, it's what they and for women, it's what they did do. Didn't do and for women, it's what they did do. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I don't have a lot of regrets in terms of what I did do. Even if something didn't end well, that's something I can go. You know what? I'm glad I had that experience. Yeah. As I get older, sometimes I start to think, you know, that experience took up a lot of time. <laughs> so I think maybe yeah. maybe I regret not using that time. Yeah. For something a little more positive, if I had some control over that. Yeah. And I think you get more aware of time as. You get older for sure yeah I think you do learn so I feel like it's easier not to regret something you did do than something you didn't do so when you were saying regret by action or regret by inaction I think a lot of the times it's easier to not regret things you did do unless you did something horrible like you know like the moral regrets we categorize like maybe that's a little easier to regret but the things that you didn't do I think there's a feeling of I didn't do this and I never can and maybe that's a little more difficult to deal with or maybe that's just me but I mean I like exactly what you said in terms of relationships yeah there's a lot where it's like oh my god why did I stay there at the time mm-hmm. uh, or why did I do that or why, why did I leave sooner yeah and I mean I had a friend actually recently just tell me like you know you make decisions at the time based on the information you have and that's the best you can do yeah. and at the time that was the best decision for you and it's like mm-hmm. was it but you know you never you can't go back to that moment yeah. and see exactly why but yeah. I've always felt because I have a lot of friends that have regretted staying in relationships well past the expiration date mm. you know it's like oh yeah we had a seven year long relationship and it's like oh when did you realize it was going because they broke up and I'd be like oh yeah. when did you realize like you should have like it wasn't good and they're like two years oh, <laughs> and it's like yeah. oh so that's not good no. like no so I, I have no regrets in the sense that I if ever something wasn't working out I actually I didn't stick through that too long I made those hard choices or whatever sooner that was the right choice yeah. you know because sometimes it's just again it comes down to not wanting to feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but not wanting to feel uncomfortable can be a really big problem because it can lead you not to do really important things either to do or not to do really important things yeah I just thought of a thing I'm really happy I did 
What? And it was a bold decision and it ties into exactly what we're just talking about. But I was in a long-term relationship and it was like four years in already. And I had been having some doubts and you know what people tell you a lot of time, oh, but you're already, you've been together so long, like you should stay and you know, this is normal and all that stuff. And I've probably already said this, but the best advice I got from a friend was you need to decide what you want and like, just do it. And it, it was almost permission to decide what I could do leaving. I mean, it wasn't like a horrible relationship. That's the thing. Like it doesn't have to be the worst thing ever to be something that you don't want to be a part of. But I remember thinking I kind of struggled with leaving because it was, it was a very, I don't know if I want to say traumatic, but it was a very intense and horrible breakup. Like, mm. like all my stuff was thrown into like one room and I was, I wasn't allowed to like, wow. I had to bring a few friends over that were already approved by this ex-partner to come in and help me take away my stuff. And they wanted me out as quickly as possible. It's traumatic. And like, I wasn't, so they had already had someone take all of my stuff from the entire place and pour it into one room. So they're touching all my things, which I know is not like, a, but it's like, is there not some amount of respect? And there was just a lot of, there's a lot of negativity there, but it was the right decision. And I'm so happy that I did it because I made, yeah. I'm so much better for it. And I'm, I, I do sometimes imagine what if I hadn't left and like how much worse things could have been right now and not bad in like a, you know, it wasn't abusive or anything, but like how unhappy I know I would have been if I had stayed. That kind of makes things harder in many ways, right? It, if in your mind, it's like, oh my God, it's toxic and abusive. Then it's like, all right, got to get out of there. I mean, obviously course, people have yeah. trouble with that. Yeah. But it's harder when it's like, oh, no, they're actually a really nice person and yeah. things aren't working out for more nuanced reasons. And yeah. there's a lot of good still, too. Yeah, it's hard. That actually makes it so much harder to make those mm -hmm. choices. And, you know, even though something overall isn't good for you or isn't the right choice for you. So I really commend you on making a choice that was right for you. Thanks. And that's not to say this other person isn't a great person or anything like that, but just a relationship means both people, it has to work. Yeah. By the way, I just want to say, I like this is coming up now. We're hearing some of these details because when we did that uh, a few weeks back, we did the life-changing events episode with- uh, Oh yeah, I did mention this. Yeah. Amanda. Well, I thought, oh, life-changing events. This will come up oh. as a life-changing event. Mm. This is another one of those cases of us touching on something in a different topic that would have come up in this a- it needs, yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect it to come up in the regrets. <laughs> I think it, it, it's a non-regret regret. I think sometimes things need to like ferment in my brain before they come up. So probably like some part of my brain was thinking about that. Mm. But yeah, no, that was a life-changing event. And it was a decision that I had to make and that I had to like stick to while a lot of people were telling me I shouldn't. Mm. And I know it was the right decision now because I can't imagine being as happy as I am now if I had stayed. Right. I can imagine being more comfortable, but I remember, so your comfort discomfort thing was one of like the big things that I was thinking about at that moment. I was like, it's important to be uncomfortable. It was, this was when I was, um, when I did like a bit of that walk through Spain and I remember being in like, it was kind of a painful experience. Like my feet were really swollen and mm. my shoes were horrible and I had all these blisters and I was in like physical pain. And I remember thinking about how important sometimes discomfort is to growth. Yeah. And I remember thinking I had to go through what was going to be really, really shitty to get out the other side. Yeah. 
And there are a lot of things that I did badly within that relationship. For example, we bought a house right before we broke up Mm -hmm. and that was a terrible thing. And if I had really, really thought that I was going to leave, of course, I wouldn't have done that. You regret that? Oh, very much because it complicated (laughs) the whole thing so much more Mm -hmm. than if we hadn't. And he had put us down as common law legally, which meant that there was a whole other thing to deal with anyways. Basically married in a way. Yeah, this is so much like detail that I should share with people. No, I, I think that's important for people to recognize that being comfortable doesn't mean that you're happy. No. And you have to ask yourself, I do want to get this across to my friends. I have a lot of friends that yeah. I think they don't want to risk that discomfort so much so that they don't realize how unhappy they are with something mm-hmm. in their life. I've talked about that friend of mine who just wouldn't get a divorce, won't get a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> like even though what's it, it's not He's not going to suddenly, it's not all going to get better. It's, it's just time that he's losing that is never going to come back. Yeah. Rip that Band-Aid off or put it on, depending on what the thing is. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Either action or inaction. Yeah. I mean, it's funny with that specific thing too, because there are people in my life who see it as a really good thing I did or still see it as like a mistake that I made. So really? I mean, yeah. You know what? All that matters is you and what you think. I know. And I appreciate that. But for, I'm, I mean, I don't want to single anyone out, but like I have a family member who really liked this guy I was seeing and too bad <laughs> I agree but you know I think he they can go he, buy a house with them <laughs> they can go live with them yeah well they really see it as like why did you leave what was good enough in my eyes oh good and enough like, they're, they're projecting it, they're projecting it wasn't good enough for me projecting yeah people want to but like, I mean it wasn't proje- so it's also like a person who care who wants me to be like settled and like taken care of so you know he hopes that like oh you should have just you would have been there and you would have been settled and you would have been married to a doctor and you would have been fine and it's like uh-huh. but you know I, I yeah I once asked my dad I was like because my I had a I broke up with an ex-girlfriend and he was like why did why did you do that? Yeah. And I'm like, my dad like hardly ever notices. So it's my dad as well, by the way. Oh my God. It's <laughs> always dads, dad, right? <laughs> and I had yeah. told my dad, this person was like the nicest person. Right. And he remembered that. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. He remembered that. And he was like, mm-hmm. I thought they were the nicest person. Yeah. He's like, I don't know why you would break up with them. And I was like, dad is being, is niceness the only thing that matters? Like in a relationship? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's all that really matters. Yeah. And I was like, okay, my dad's projecting a little bit. That's something that would, you know, he wishes, I don't know. I'm, I think he's right. speaking from his own experience. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, but personally, niceness matters, but it's not the only thing that matters, you know? You can be friends with people who are nice. It's not the only thing that matters, right? Yeah, and I think we're allowed to have our own, to set our own, I don't want to say standards, but our own, yeah. you know, set of things that are important to us. Yeah, our priorities. And it doesn't matter ultimately if anyone else sees them or cares. Because again, this was not a horrible person and by any means. Like they're a lovely person. They're smart. They're funny. All of that stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't working out and I was unhappy. And I, the things that were making me unhappy, I don't think would have ever changed. So why would I stay when the things that I know are going on are going to continue going on? Yeah. I'm partly saying that so that anybody who's your your friends who are listening, (laughs) like what you want matters and it matters. And don't ever settle into thinking that you won't do quote unquote better. Yeah. Also other people's feelings matter, but if it's your life and your time, I'm sorry.
sorry, if you're a part of that, yeah. yours matter more for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if somebody, yeah. if you're going to hurt somebody else by not being with them or something, like, I'm sorry, but if I were them, I wouldn't want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with me. I was, that's exactly what I was just going to say. So rip the bandaid off. That's exactly what, because I was, and one of the things I told this person as I was breaking up was, if you felt this way, I wouldn't want you to stay with me. If you felt the way that I do, I would want you to leave. Because it's like, do the other person the favor of letting them also find someone who is certain that they want to be with them. Like, it's not, you're not doing anyone any favors. Yeah. What are you, staying out of pity? Like, what is that? Yeah. That's insanity. I also think that people make, I guess it's just a belief I have, but that binary, either it worked or it didn't, mm. isn't, some things work for a certain amount of time. And yeah. I don't regret yeah. the amount of, t- I have relationships I look back on, I don't regret them generally. Like, I had a great time. If, especially if I got out when I should have gotten out. You regret it more if you stick around when you shouldn't. But if you want to have a good memory of a relationship with someone that didn't work out, yeah. get out when the balance tips more towards bad than good, you know? Yeah. Oh, and I have tons of good memories with that relationship as well. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, that was the relationship for that part of your life. It's not like a mm-hmm. failed part of your life because it didn't lead to marriage or whatever. Like yeah. I genuinely think that's a very bad way to look at relationships. Otherwise mm-hmm. we're basically- It's very not nuanced. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise we're looking at relationships and we're gambling on it's either these all these years are going to mean nothing if we break up yeah or they're going to mean everything for if we stay together oh my god and that you're just and it's like jesus yeah that's <laughs> another thing that was told what why did you waste five years or four years and yeah. i'm like it wasn't a waste, waste. Oh my god. i learned so much i grew so much yeah i bet you grew a lot in that time and i bet he did too i did yeah and good for you guys you had a you got to experience what it was like to buy a house together <laughs> For better or worse. No, that was bad. Now you know a little bit about that (laughs) for the future. That was, no, that, yeah. One of the things also that was said to me was you can't just unilaterally decide that you want to leave the relationship, that oh my God. the relationship's over. And I said, yes, I definitely can. Oh my God. Did you see my film Borderline Bill? Do you remember that scene? Yeah. And I related to that moment quite a bit. I was like, <laughs> no, two people don't have to decide. That's not. And I remember that exactly. Yeah. When he, he's just like, to describe, well, it's in the yeah. toaster situation. Yeah. you. Yeah. Basically it. he's going off about this toaster and she finally decides to break up with him. She's like, we're over Bill. Mm-hmm. And the character's like, you can't just decide that. That it takes two people to end a relationship. That's what he said. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't. I thought I was being ridiculous. And no. I can see someone saying that stupidly. But I guess a lot of people think that. I remember the exact word was unilaterally. And I was like, that's such a like military term, isn't it? Like, is <laughs> unilaterally a military term? I don't know why I remember that. Anyways, this person is a very nice person. And I don't want to say anything like it's not negative against them. It's And I know like, not like I've never been broken up with. I understand like the feeling of not wanting someone to leave. But I don't think. No, that- it hurts our pride or ego if the other it hurts person your, does it. Yeah, it hurts a lot of things. You know, I think I just heard that my friend who won't get the divorce, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she just finally sent the papers to him. Nice. Yay, that's good. Yes, but also like, God damn it, now <laughs> you had the chance to be the one to do it uh, and now it's forever going to be, now that's another sore feeling on you. That. But did he not want a divorce? <sighs> I think he logically knows he should, but he couldn't do it. It hurts too much. It just, he couldn't go through with it. It was too. Well, maybe he needed her to do it. It's okay. I mean, needs an interesting word. I mean, if he had done it, then he wouldn't have needed her to do it. We can't regret for other people. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any other like relational regrets? 
I'm not just talking about relationships. I'm talking about friendships. Okay. Anything to do with. Well, like what I said, I, I regret that I didn't put myself out there more in terms of finding, you know, a friend group or, mm-hmm. you know, being more patient with people. I think I, I really wrote people off very quickly when I was younger. Well, what did you do about that? Did you start a podcast called Adulthood Friends? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I did. That's nice. I mean, we keep using the podcast example, but you've done a lot of things, right? It's a good one. No, it's okay. Well, I feel better about my regrets already. Thank you for this therapy that we're going to broadcast. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what this has been, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, question. Do you have any moral regrets? We talked about the other ones a lot. Mm. Taking certain chances. By the way, speaking of boldness regrets in that regard, I feel pretty good that I took that chance and I went to USC and yeah. I moved my whole life to the United yeah. States. Like that to me was an example of that. I envy that. I know that it's a good one that I don't regret because other people look at me and they go, oh my God, I wish I did blank and blank after yeah. I say I've done that. So I know yeah. that was definitely a scary, crazy thing. For sure. But then there's also the kinds of, well, actually, before I even talk about moral regrets, you know, a lot of people say, I wish I spent more time with this person or that person before mm-hmm. maybe they passed or we couldn't yeah. see each other anymore before they moved. Yeah. I feel like people often talk about that in terms of like they have regrets I guess it is just about what we have control over. I feel like some people use that term. Like, I regret that I didn't have more time with this person. Mm. That's not really a regret. Like, you didn't have any say in that. But you can regret not paying attention to someone more before they were gone. Or Mm. I try to call my dad. I call my dad pretty often, I think, Mm. considering, you know, it's not a knock against my dad. He just doesn't take a lot of initiative Mm -hmm. in these things. So he doesn't usually call me. But I call him and we talk quite a lot. And that's something I had to choose to do because I live here now and we would never see each other or talk to each other if I didn't make it a thing to call him and not just keep our relationship going, but to grow our relationship even from here. Mm. And so I'm glad that I don't have any regrets about that Mm. because one of the things that helped me do that is obviously, you know, I've talked about my dad having cancer and you wonder if any day could be the last. Mm. And that sense of time impending, the impending end of something is a really good motivator to actually get over your fears and your discomfort and make those relational connections and spend the time that you technically want to, but maybe it's uncomfortable to go through that process or to prioritize. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm really glad personally, for example, that I I don't know. I feel for me, what helps me not have so many regrets is that sense of time mm-hmm. and realizing that mortality and that we're all going to die. The deathbed test. Right? Yeah. Get your priorities straight yeah. and make decisions before we all die. Yeah. I mean, that's really, really something I think everybody should be aware of. You're going to die and they're going to die. And, you know, get over the fact that that bothers you that I just said that and recognize that it's true. I'm sorry. So make decisions based on that. Maybe people aren't bothered. Maybe we know. We know we're going to die, Josh. I mean, I think about that all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I say that and I go, oh my God, don't say that. Oh, I'm sorry. It's uncomfortable to think about. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Get over the discomfort, mm-hmm. push through it and do those things that you know you should or want to do. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. Some real talk from Josh. That's some real talk right there. What you got to do. Yeah. Coming from somebody who's, I guess, dealt with death a bunch and and whatnot. Yeah. I can tell you that's something I've I've learned. Mm -hmm. And it pushes me not just with people, but with my career. Mm -hmm. And I do, by the way, have a lot of regrets that I a lot of regrets. I I get uncomfortable reaching out professionally to people and bothering people. Mm -hmm. But in my line of work, like the film industry, I need to send emails and bother people sometimes. And Mm. it's kind of like when people do job applications, it's very uncomfortable sometimes, but you just need one, Mm. you know, that's kind of thing that I'm not so good at. I have regrets about not pushing more Mm. because I think I'm bothering people, but again, time's running out. We're going to die. Yeah. 
But I wanted to ask you moral regrets. Do you have any more? Uh, honestly, like nothing big enough that I can even think of. I'm sure that this is one of those things that'll simmer. And then in two weeks, I'll be like, I have a moral regret. And it's like too late. I uh, podcast over. No moral regrets doing the wrong thing. I think we've talked about some of those before. I've never done the wrong thing. Oh, I do have a moral regret. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought of one. What? Yeah. I regret being mean to people when I was mean to people. Not always though. Sometimes you're like, no, I'm happy I was mean to people. Right? Sometimes they needed it. <laughs> no, Josh, that's terrible. I made no, you say I, that. <laughs> yeah, you, you know me well. I yeah, no. the truth out of you, no. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I don't know. It's not an excuse to, you know, have had that, whatever, that anxiety that I used as sort of, like, that I let come out as meanness to other people especially as a kid, even a little bit later, you know, that judgmental stuff. I mean, that's less doing something and more just thinking things, but yeah, being mean. I mean, for example, yeah, we've already talked about this. How many times do I have to confess this shit? Jesus Christ, Josh. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I was mean to people. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I am. I'm sorry. If I was like, no, no, I really am. <laughs> <laughs> but I really am. Seriously, I'm sorry. And again, I mean, that's also like, I don't think I valued relationships with everyone as much as I should have. I was always very selective and everyone's worth friendship. Everyone is worthy of friendship, you know, like. And kindness and all that. And kindness. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous to not just be nice to everyone. You know how I would say that? What? Everybody is worthy of empathy, like of being empathized with. Yeah. Even people we don't like or disagree with. Yeah. I think my regrets are similar to yours in a way, even though I don't think I was mean to people in that way. We all have our ways. Mm. I regret when I didn't empathize, when it mm. wasn't my priority, when I didn't empathize with somebody and that led me to respond a certain way. There are times where I've blown up at people or at least- Really? Maybe not like you think. Okay. There are times I've pursued being right over being kind. Oh, that I can see. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, when you put it that way. I was thinking like, there's no way you were like going on a rant at someone like angrily or something. I could see you insisting like to the point of irritation about something that you think you're correct about, even though it's hurting the other person's feelings. Or well, I told you recently where I tried, where that division was really clear to me and I tried to do the right thing, for example, mm -hmm. when I thought I was being right about, you know, I was pursuing my understanding of vaccines and mm. the science of it all. I was starting to pursue that path and being right about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And this other person had confessed that they, you know, this stuff was making them suicidal. Yeah. And of course, that's, you know, you have that moment where you're like, okay, empathy, empathy. Yeah. I got to be this person for a second and how they think and what it sounds like when I'm telling this stuff, whether right or wrong. Mm. And I'm like, I got to pursue being kind and being a friend over being right right now. Mm. This is the right thing to do. And okay, I hope I did correct in that situation. Yeah. But there've been times in the past and it's not so clear that, oh my God, they were suicidal. Yeah. You know, it was just hurting somebody yeah. or that I didn't make a relationship better. It's kind of like you can make a bigger impact on someone's life if you're in their life. Mm -hmm. If you show compassion to their points of view, whether or not you agree. Mm -hmm. But if you want to be right so hard that you isolate yourself from others, then you're not going to have any impact on them. You're going to be right alone. Yeah. Instead of kind together, put it this way, I tend to be swayed by people, if they're really good people, if they're very kind hearted people, then I think, well, whatever they believe doesn't seem to contrast with that. So for example, if you're interacting with somebody who's super, super nice, and they have certain beliefs, they don't even have to like, try to convince you sometimes, sometimes you're gonna like, really try to empathize and understand their beliefs just because they're so nice. Mm -hmm. You're going to be more sympathetic to those views. Yeah. I have moral regrets about pursuing being right over being kind. We'll say that. Yeah. 
So we might have brought up some of these before, but I wanted to kind of end with this because I think this left a big impact on me when I read about these. There are kind of the five most common regrets. Mm. I don't know if you've okay. heard about this before. There are nurses and stuff that have shared what the most common regrets are that they hear from people at the end of their lives. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I feel like that's really important to listen to. Like deathbed regrets. Is that? Yeah. Like it's important to learn from your mistakes, but I think it's even better to learn from other people's mistakes. <laughs> and I think we're yeah. really bad at learning from other people's mistakes because mm. to do that, you really have to empathize. Mm. You know, you really have to acknowledge that we are a lot more similar than we are different. Mm. And if that's the case, we should really listen to other people's regrets yeah. at the end of their lives. Okay. Let's hear it. So these are the five. I want to know how these impact you, you, Aya. So these are the five regrets. Okay, let's hear it. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Mm, I definitely relate to that one. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. And I wish I had let myself be happier. Wow. I think those are all very relatable, just generally, mm -hmm. right? Like those are... Do you listen to any of these right now and think, oh... I'm not doing something maybe that I should be doing or I should be doing something that I'm not. I mean, none of them are a surprise, but I think a lot of the time my struggle is making decisions based on what I think is best for me and trying to sort out from that what other people think is best for me and trying to decide, you know, what's good advice and what's just what other people think that maybe isn't the best thing for me. But right. it's hard to sort through those things and really figure out what you want and not be swayed by other people. So, I mean, that first one really resonated with me. Yeah. As a director, I feel like that's kind of what I do already is that I have to, you know, people come up and tell you how they think things should be done. Mm. And is it your job to do what other people want to do? Or, or or do you do just what you want to do? Well, yeah. the truth is, you should listen yeah. to those around you, and then make an informed decision of your own, right. if it's yeah. your thing, if it's your life, if it's your project. Yeah. I think that's a good life lesson to learn from yeah. those people. Yeah. Any of them really resonate for you? Well, I see them as a checklist. <laughs> yeah, all of them. So, yeah, that, I think that's a, a good way of looking right? at it too. Yeah. One's like emotional. I go, okay, hey, uh, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. Yeah. I'm pretty good with that. I, yeah, I don't think I'm going to have regrets that. about that. That's... You're a little too in touch, to be honest. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. I think I'm decent about that. I think I'm very communicative about my feelings. Yeah, you're good about that. There are some work relationship things where I might not have had the courage to do that as much. But sometimes it's not the best decision to like, yeah, it doesn't mean always express your feelings all the time. Yeah, timing. <laughs> yeah. No. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I don't know. Maybe I have the opposite regret that, right now. I've never, <laughs> no, I've never worked hard enough to regret working so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so that's three out of five so far i'm good on okay cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i wish i had the courage to live a life true to myself not the life others expected me yeah fuck yeah that's i i feel like i'm all right on that like i yeah really, you're doing well i pursued what i wanted good for you josh no wait hold on let me pat myself on the back some more standing ovation all right all right okay. i wish i'd let myself be happier oh. that's an interesting one yeah I think about this a lot. I talked to my girlfriend about this, actually. We both, I think, it's always a constant struggle. And I think it's harder to be happier when you constantly think you need certain things to be happy. Mm -hmm. You don't let yourself be happy until you get blank. Mm -hmm. Again, wanting to have every day be meaningful unto itself. Mm -hmm. That's been really good for me because 
I can be happy within a day and not make it about, ah, I didn't pursue this today to help me lead to what I'm going to get a few years in the future. And then I'll be happy once I get that thing in the future. You can be happy for the day if you had a good talk with a friend you hadn't talked with for a while. Like You're so wise sometimes, Josh. I think your regret should be, I regret I didn't sleep enough. I mean, you can't regret while you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) I can't regret what killed me no, I don't, you know i don't think you'll yeah <laughs> oh my god that's so dark yeah <laughs> i mean there are certain like we have a limited amount of time in life so we tend to have regrets about the things we didn't do with our time yeah because we were doing other things with our time i know i regret a lot of the procrastination mm-hmm. that i do i regret when i do choose comfort over mm-hmm. we'll say happiness but over i don't know productivity which leads me to happiness mm-hmm. have you ever regretted that you spent too much time on that phd i try not oh man this was like another like recent discussion where my dad was like did you why did you waste all those years if there's no like good university job and i'm like i didn't waste yeah, i think your parents are wonderful but yeah. i don't believe anyone should speak in those terms well my mom defended and said it's not a waste school is never a waste you and she was very supportive but yeah it was just but you should never tell somebody else that they've wasted their time i know yeah you can bring up in discussion how they feel about the time they used yeah but that's their time yeah so no and i and i remember thinking i don't feel that i wasted that time also because of the things that came out of it like as much as i complained about it i am kind of proud that i wrote that big tome of a well, it's not that big compared to some theses but i'm glad that i wrote you know 200 something pages just because it, i showed myself i could yeah and i'm proud of some of what i've written and i feel like i learned a lot not necessarily like content wise but I learned a lot about how to do things and I I met people that are my good friends like my great friends now so I I met some of my current best friends there Mm. and grad school was some of it was really really fun so I don't have regrets there I think I came out much better so I don't regret that surprisingly things that other people would regret you actually found that it helped solve some of your previous regrets yeah yeah. And I mean, because some of it was so challenging, I feel like it did kind of push me to grow and in, in ways that I probably wouldn't have mm. another way. Sometimes we grow. People always look at was this right or wrong instead of sometimes it's just different. Mm. There's no right or wrong. You grow this way, or you grow that way. Yeah. You did this thing or you did that thing. Yeah. Instead, sometimes it's about looking at it's not regretting what you did or didn't do, but valuing what you did or didn't do. Yeah. Seeing the value in that. No, and I, I it's not hard to see value for me, at least in what I did. Is the next one expressing myself? Yeah, the courage to express your feelings. I don't know about expressing my feelings. I think I'm pretty pretty good about that. I think I'm pretty, if not like a little too good about that, like sometimes it's time to like maybe (laughs) keep that to yourself, but I wasn't always good at it, but I know that I've gotten better at it. I specifically worked on that at one point and I'm a lot better at it and I'm happy about that. So that's fine. I think check. And then wishing you'd stayed in touch with your friends. Yeah, of course. Yes, that one definitely. I mean, I have friends like you who do all the heavy lifting in terms of But yeah, there are a lot of people that I lost touch with. And again, this is like the connection regrets. I for sure do have some of those. And it's not that it's not too late to connect. It's just that it feels in some ways like there's some lost time there. Like, why didn't I stay in touch during those years when, you know, we could have had a better relationship now? Or again, that's something that I'm getting better at and reaching out to people. Doing a podcast about. Doing a podcast (laughs) about. And yeah, I'm taking a little bit of your like, you know, you've got good initiative when it comes to contacting people. And I contacted someone recently and was like, okay, well, if when you're in London, maybe give me like a 
let's see if maybe we can meet up and she just never responded and i was like she doesn't want to be made friends it's not on you you know it takes two to tango let's be honest it's not on me i did everything i could yeah so at least i don't have to feel regretful about that because i did everything yeah you got to do things to a point at which you don't have any regrets exactly no regrets no regrets not no regrets oh yeah what well, <laughs> you want to tell us you want to share that josh oh you ever seen that meme of that guy with the tattoo yeah. that says no regrets yeah it's like are you sure <laughs> r-a-g-r-e-t-s maybe he was so self-aware that he was doing that maybe it's a joke maybe it's a joke i feel like other people probably got that tattooed on them as a joke about the guy who got it but how do you know the first guy wasn't being funny it's so much more entertaining to believe that he didn't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna choose to believe that he didn't know yeah plus it's totally reasonable okay. that someone would get an incorrectly spelled tattoo is it though ragrets that's spelled ragrets no ragrets yeah who, sa- who says it like that uh i don't know probably a bunch of people at you- least like r-i-g no regrets that makes more sense to me <laughs> no if he spells no, it this- r-i-g r-e-t-s that would make more sense anyway Big last one. I wish I had let myself be happier. Do you let yourself be happy, Aya? Um, yeah, I think I'm fine. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's exactly what you said. Sometimes it's easier to focus on what you didn't do and not just let yourself be grateful for what you did do or what you do have. Again, that's something that I've been working on. I think I'm, I'm fine. It's all good. I think it's what you tie to happiness. That's kind of the big thing. Yeah. What is happiness? And don't force yourself to be happy either. I don't really, I don't know that <laughs> I even agree with that one. Like I didn't let myself be happy. What does that mean? Just like relax and you'll be happy. Like that's no, stupid. no, no, no. Okay. I think it matters in what you don't tie too much or things you shouldn't tie to happiness, right? Mm. If you say, I'm only happy if I succeed at making a feature length movie, you're going to be unhappy most of the time because you've made happiness in your mind. Right. This thing that you have to, is like very difficult and crazy to accomplish. Like don't tie your happiness to that. Tie your happiness to things that are reasonable, you know, reasonable things to do and hope for that you have control over in your everyday. So like, be careful how you define happiness. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. For yourself. Okay. Yeah. And then you can let yourself, some people are afraid if I let myself be happy when I haven't achieved this or that, Mm. then I'm not trying hard enough. I'm giving up. I'm like, no, you can still be happy. Also, then you're going to get to that thing and you're going to be like, shouldn't I magically be happy now? And it doesn't really work that way. Yeah. I would say don't let yourself get too comfortable. Let yourself be happy, but don't let yourself get too comfortable all the time. Like just step out of your comfort zone. I think that was one of our themes of this episode. Yeah. Step out of your comfort zone because you won't regret doing that thing. You'll more likely regret not doing that thing. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't generalize. Maybe you'll regret doing that thing, but it's more likely you'll regret not doing it. Yeah. I like it. This has been another episode of Adulthood Friends. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this, please follow us on Facebook and follow us on whatever platform you're using to listen to this. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, or everywhere. So that's about it. Anything you'd like to add, Josh? Do you have any regrets about this episode? You know, I have no regrets about this episode. I may have regrets about mm. not bringing up something. Mm. We always have some regrets about what we did or didn't say, but you know what I've learned? We'll just bring it up in context of another topic <laughs> yeah. at some point. It's true. Yeah. If we have any yeah. additional regrets to talk about, we'll mm. talk about it later when we talk about I'm sure we do. something else. Yeah. How do we usually end this thing, Aya? By asking how we're going to end it and then having someone cut us off with some... I got no regrets about our friendship and continuing to build that, Aya.
I believe it's pronounced ragrets. <laughs> no, Josh, I don't have any regrets about our relationship either. Oh my God. I have ragrets. I don't have any regrets. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like regrets. Ragrets. Now regrets has become semantically satiated. <laughs> semantically satiated regrets. Semantic sati- satiation. That'll be our next topic. It just sounds like gurgling. Uh,